Hey y'all, I'm Lucy. And I'm Jean. And we're from the Newsy Floozies podcast with CSPN Media. I know y'all are like, but that's not the podcast we clicked on. But bitch, this is what you got. It mm. is, it is. Because mm. we that queer black podcast you didn't even know you needed. Exactly. Two gay women. Oh my goodness. What are they going to talk about? Tune in and find out. We come out every Monday. We sure do. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Newsy Floozies. See y'all on Mondays. The gay days. Hey. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of the Forever Young Cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Miss Jupiter Julep. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me once again for our final episode. So we've finally come to the end of the road. Yeah. Uh, Happy to be here. Thank you for joining me, like I said before. And we're joined by Madam Lizette, Miss Elisa. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Or excellent, excellent. And the shield is back in full effect again this week as we're joined by Miss V at What Sleep Though. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hope everyone is doing as well as the ladies and I. Whenever you're listening to this, the Forever Young cast can be found on CSPN on the web at www.cspn.us. So, ladies, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. We are going to focus on the finals of the Mae Young Classic. But first, before we get there, we're going to talk about everything else surrounding evolution. So, since I have you three ladies here, we're going to start with the legends versus the other legends. As Trish Stratus and Lita faced off against Alicia Fox and Mickey James. As Alicia Fox was... The replacement for Alexa Bliss, who is out right now with injuries. And the team of Trish Stratus and Lita end up getting the win over Alicia Fox and Mickey James. So, Miss Halisa, I'll start with you. This was a good way to start the event. Got the people on their feet. Everybody is always happy to see Trish and Lita. And uh, they did not disappoint. They got the victory. So, your thoughts on the opening match of Evolution? So I'm happy that this is the opening match because I think that it was good but not great. <laughs> there were some things that were going on. There was some stiffness in the ring. There were just some ring rust that I like noticed. And I was like, okay, this is a good way to open the show, like get the pop from the crowd. And also I feel like the show like progressively got better after this match. I think Trish and Lita did a good job for what they were asked to do. I think Alicia Fox coming in at the last minute and being a part of the match was good. I think having Alexa come out and like still, you know, talk her shit and kind of get into the match and everything. Like, I think all of that was great. Um, But like I said, there were just moments that I was like, oh, this is a little cringeworthy because 
Lita and Trish haven't been in the ring in a WWE ring for a full match in years. So there was that stiffness and there was that ring rust and there was that like, oh, I'm not sure if she should hit that move or oh, that move doesn't look the way that I remember it looking and stuff like that. But it was a good start to what I think was a pretty good pay-per-view. And it got the crowd going. It kind of got me going because it was better than I anticipated it was going to be. And it did its job. All right. Miss Jupiter Jupe, I'll bring you in next. Your thoughts on the opening match of Evolution, Trish Stratus and Lita getting the win over Alicia Fox and Mickey James. Um, Before I talk about the match, I want to talk about the way Evolution looked. Um. From the from the package and the song and um, the lighting, I like the way that it looked. Them starting it also, you know, helped build the excitement and sustain the excitement. Um, I thought that all of in starting and, and also speaking of legends, add tip to China and the China cast and everybody who live tweeted with us. Um, I saw a lot of people glad that China was mentioned at some point. Um, and so since we're talking about legends, I want to give my shout out to her. Um, but I will say that everybody looked good is in, in terms of their actual costuming. Lita updated what she used to wear into a more mature look and, and a nod to um, this is this is this is what used to be my gimmick, but I am going to turn it up a little bit. Trish looked awesome as well. And um, so did. The other ladies, I always think that um, Alicia Fox looks great. I'm so happy that she had her opportunity to participate, being as though she wasn't in the first Royal Rumble, I t- women's Royal Rumble. I, too, agree that I was glad. I- I'm not a fan of Alexa Bliss, but I was glad that her concussion did not stop her from being in the match and having um, a showcase at the first women's pay-per-view. I was glad that the legends took it and that they started off. And also that Lillian Garcia announced that match. All right. Anything on the actual, you know, wrestling in ring stuff that you saw besides just, you're happy that the legends won. I think the, um, Madam Lizette said most of it. Uh, oh, no, I will say one thing. Um, we were all a little nervous about Lita hitting that moonsault, and she hit it perfectly. Um, there was no uh, close calls. I thought that, um, well, no, I mean, not, not too much. I mean, it was what I thought it would be. And, I mean, like Madam Lizette said it all, I want to to go over what she said again. Okay, all right. All right, Miss V, I'll let you get the final word on the opening match. Your thoughts yeah. on watching Trish and Lita turn back there. Yeah, I was um I was actually I was not expecting them to come out first, um, but it actually made sense for them to come out first because like everybody's been saying, um, you know, that's who people a lot of people wanted to see that night. Um and they both, you know, they came out and they had the energy up high. Um, the match was serviceable, like it wasn't an amazing match, but it did what it was supposed to do. And we got to see two legends from back when we were all younger and were really, really into WWE. And we got to see them come out. They all, they both got to hit their moves. Um, I liked that, you know, they got to give, uh, you know, Alicia Fox got to have some, uh, have some moments because she's been either treated like trash or not been able to be a part of a lot of the women's firsts over the last couple over the last year or so so it was really exciting to see her do that um 
Yeah, and I know, Drupal, you mentioned, you know, Lita updating her, her costume and stuff and, you know, still still having to have somewhat of a thong hanging out of her ass. But it's so weird because it's, like, so far up her back that it's just super awkward. So I wish, like, she would – I get that it's an acknowledgement to her past. But I'm like, I wish she would get past that thong thing because it just looks terrible. Um, but I was uh, – but it was really cool to see Alexa come out and have her moment, too. Um, we'll talk about this later on, but, you know, about some of the wrestling of a certain person named Ronda Rousey and how she's a little bit sloppy and dangerous. Um, and I kind of feel like if I were Alexa, I would have been livid that I wasn't able to be a part of this pay-per-view because of someone else's sloppiness. Um, but the fact that she still got to have her moment and still be at the pay-per-view was, was really good to see. Um, and overall, I just thought it was a, it was a good match. It wasn't great, but it was good for what it was supposed to be. So it was a, it was good to see. All right. Next up, we had our battle royal, and the winner got a title shot. So some of the uh, legends that were involved in this match were Tori Wilson, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Molly Holly, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Maria Canellis. So Nia Jax was the eventual winner of this match. She wins the battle royal. And she earns a future title shot. But I think everybody would agree that the star of the match was actually Ember Moon. She, you know, had a really good showing and showcase um, in this battle royal. So we'll start with Miss Jupiter Julep this time. Your thoughts on Nia Jax winning the battle royal and uh, some of the legends that you saw in there as well. First of all, I miss Miss Jackie uh, being there. She was at the... Or the first uh, women's Royal Rumble. I was hoping I would see her in the Battle Royal. Um, I like the storytelling and the pacing of the match. Uh, they got rid of the Iconics really quickly. And everybody could get behind getting rid of them. Um, but they, their promos normally annoy me. Um, and I don't know why they give them the microphone. Other than the fact that they are so annoying and good. And they grab great heat. Uh, they almost remind me of Vicky Guerrero and Excuse Me. Um, so I was glad to see them kind of have that comedic moment to start it off with and then kind of move to us the storytelling. Um, Ivory doing a dance off with Carmella. I thought also it was funny, especially because I still remember Ivory and her right to censor days. Um, she looked amazing. I, I was wondering, um, she was the original Glow member too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. So is she still wrestling like in other promotions? she wrestles regularly i think she kind of pops up every once in a while but not regularly so so i can't like see her and in, in may young classic three <laughs> you know like yeah. making a run for it okay fine she's All like right. 54 or something like that so mm-hmm. i don't think so oh a girl can dream um other than that um when it got down to the competitors i was a little surprised that they didn't have um a a legend kind of make it to the final four or the final three, like, woo, could this person take it? Um, but I liked that, it, that Ember Moon stole the show. I thought it was interesting to see what Tamina and Nia Jax would do together. I also laughed <laughs> uh, when, oh my gosh, what is her name? Ajore Almas is um, business Vega. Miss V, you told me like, oh, I don't think Zelina was eliminated. So when she came out and, and thought she eliminated him and laughed heartily, I laughed too. But um, I like the pacing. I like the match. 
And as far as Nia Jax winning, I, I don't know how to feel about that because it, it, it signals to me that they're going to give her a push. But didn't we do this with Nia v. Ronda before? We did. And so, I mean, it does not help with the stale factor um, that, that, that uh, I, I think we all agree that WWE is falling into, specifically women's wrestling. Uh, when you had this great event and, and you know, in the Million Classic, and we have all this energy, but then you are giving us the redux. So not I'm gl- I'm happy that they're doing something with Naya, but I don't know if this is what should be done with her. All right, Miss V, your thoughts on Naya being uh, victorious in the Battle Royal? Yeah, so looking back on it now, I know I originally picked Lana to win the whole thing, but then like I, that was a really dumb mistake because, of course, they're not they weren't going to have somebody from SmackDown win when they're going really heavy with Becky and Charlotte with their feud. So they weren't going to they weren't going to do anything there. Um, I mean, I guess I could see the only reason that they would pick Nia is at this point maybe Nia is the only one that can beat that would that they would make sense have to beat. Ronda because Ronda has not has she lost a singles match on uh on Raw yet negative so I think that's what it is like they they're gonna make it seem like Nia's the only one that would make sense to be able to beat Ronda Rousey because that keeps her strong if she loses to somebody like Nia over losing to somebody else which is kind of stupid but I think that's probably what they're looking to try and do um I, I mean, I thought the match was good. I was really hyped up that they gave Naomi the the first entrance and they let her, her entire song, they let her have her moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was an acknowledgement of the fact that she won the first Battle Royale um, or if it was just a matter of um, them realizing that she has the best entrance out of everybody, uh, all the women and a lot of the men in the company. So they gave her her moment. Um, and I also like that she shouted out Melina with her little, with a, a move to, to showcase, you know, Melina's stuff from the past. Um, yeah, I thought that, yeah, the match was good. I, th- I think there was a, a lot of really cool moments in there. The, you know, the, the moment between Naya and Tamina where they, you know, shouted out Roman Reigns, which was really cool. Um, and then to see, I guess they asked Naya, you know, why they did that um, backstage. And she said, you know, out of all the male wrestlers, Roman Reigns is one of the ones that, really supported all the women and was always there to give them advice and always tried to get them more spots so they were like if anybody should have been there tonight it should have been him so it was really cool that they shouted him out for that um but then yeah i i yeah i thought it was a good match um and i was surprised too that they didn't have a um have a, a legend last longer in the match um i was also you know just surprised that the how it ended i i thought you know ember or somebody different win but you know i guess it is what it is i guess it's only they don't they can only have uh ronda lose to somebody that's as big and as strong as uh as nia Jax. so we'll see all right miss madam lizette you'll get the final word on the battle royal so i really enjoyed the battle royal I love the fact that Naomi came out first. She has the best entrance, so she should have come either out first or out last. I like that they gave Asuka enough time to, like, get her whole entrance going as well. One thing that I had a problem with was the fact that there were, like, no NXT girls in the entire match. That didn't make any sense to me. 
if we're supposed to be showcasing the past, present, and future, your future is your NXT girls. Why are there none of them in the ring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for them to like pan over to them throughout, like t- during the show, that didn't make me feel any better. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why weren't they in there? There are so many girls down there. Like, I saw a lot of fans were upset that Nikki Cross wasn't in the Royal Rumble and or wasn't in the Rumble, and she should have been. Binky wasn't in the Rumble. Dakota yeah. Kai wasn't in the Rumble. Mia Yim wasn't in the Rumble. There are so many girls in NXT that would have gotten a pop. And that could have made that match even better, and you could have showcased them even more, and you just kind of missed that opportunity. And I could have sworn that when they were first booking this match, they said it was going to be like thirty or forty women in there, and we got yeah. twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, like, why that happened the way it happened because they could have still like done the showcases that they wanted to do, and like let the legends have their moments, and you know, put some people over and kind of have the coming out party of Ember Moon while still showcasing their NXT girls. Instead, we had a commercial between every match. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I was really... By the time we got to, like, the final three, I was heavy cheering for Ember. Like, I really, really, really wanted Ember to win. And then for Zelina Vega to kind of pull a Miz from a couple years ago and pop up and be like, I'm about to win this. And everything. I thought that was really good and really cool as well. Um, I like Zelina. I like Ember. I like Naya, Tamina. Like I like all the ladies that they had that were kind of our final four, final five. So it was cool. I understand why Naya won, but I could have sworn that Naya had a rematch, or she was supposed to have a rematch and never did in the first place. Yeah. So she this mm-hmm. also didn't make any sense either. So like it was like, but she's supposed to get a rematch against. Rhonda because she never got one if I remember correctly Anwar can double check me on that so her winning is you're basically giving her her rematch that she should have already gotten anyway well, so I have Naomi who hasn't gotten hers yet either mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys so mm-hmm. watching Evolution you can see like I don't think that they thought people were going to want to watch long matches from the women and because they had all these like in between match like uh, vignettes that they had to show that they typically don't show on a pay-per-view but they had all these like interviews with the girls talking about you know how far wrestling has come for women and this and this and that and it kind of made for me personally it made it feel like they don't have enough matches for this event so they're filling the show with you know with pre-shot videos when they could have either added a couple of matches and or extended maybe the battle royale and then you could have included more 10 more girls and you could have had a bunch of girls from NXT instead of having to cut it you know down to just 20 and you know then and then after the battle royale and before it have a video of the girls interviewing talking about how far wrestling has come I just so I agree to that because there were several matches where I was just like wait it's over yeah I thought we're getting and there's nothing else and then I read an article like after Evolution, I think it was like right after SmackDown. Apparently, WWE has been um, putting out cardboards that say we want women's tag belts, basically, mm-hmm. and putting them in the crowd so that the fans will have them. And I'm like, okay, we've been asking for this for months, and we yeah. can tell that you were foreshadowing it, like with the Riot Squad, with Bailey and Sasha. With Naomi and Oscar, why yeah. are you putting that in? Why not just go ahead and give that to us at Evolution? 
Yeah, that would have been the perfect opportunity to do it. <laughs> I don't understand. Do you could have like planned out a tournament and put a match on every you know every show leading up to Evolution, where we would have the final match, and then bam, here we go. Here's our tag championship belts for the women. It would have been a perfect way to like cap off Evolution. It would have made it feel even more important. I understand that like the vignettes are supposed to be to make the show feel important and you know, give us all of the women's excitement for being able to have this. And I completely respect that. But y'all could have like, y'all, they did a special, like they did exactly. the road to evolution. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need these vignettes during the pay-per-view and you have enough women between legends and your current main roster in NXT and UK NXT that you could have booked a 10 match pay-per-view for yeah. three hours and had, you know, 10, 30, 45, you know, 10, 10 or 15, 20 match, 20 minute matches and done it just fine instead of giving us a 20 minute or I don't even know how long the rumble was, but giving yeah. us a 20 woman rumble that felt kind of rushed and yeah. that felt like was missing a whole set of women. Well, yeah. let me ask you guys a question, though. So based on a rumble, if that was supposed to be the past, present, and future, who would you pinpoint as being the future of WWE women's wrestling? I think they were trying to go with the Iconics because they were the, they're the most new on the roster. I don't think everybody else has been up for a really long time. And, and I think that's what they were doing with Ember was yeah. she's our future. Yeah. Maybe I was yeah, to Ember and Asuka like getting the face off. I really like that callback because that was one of the, that was a great feud for both of them in NXT. So it was nice for them to kind of rehash that out in the ring for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was a good callback as well. Yeah. Okay. So if you think that she's the future, do you think that, she, that Ember Moon is the future over anybody that you've seen in NXT or in the Mae Young Classic? No. Okay. I think she's, the future for the girls that are currently up right now but I don't think she's the future if you include girls that we've seen in the Mae Young Classic and girls that are in NXT right now her star's not brighter than Bianca Belair she's got the brightest star of everybody yeah which is why why would you not have her in this match why would you not have like we should have had that black girl moment that that picture that we had behind the scenes we should have had that in evolution we should have saw, seen that because that has been a big thing for a long time about how there's no representation of african-american especially women there's always been maybe one or two but when you had there's like five or six of them there's no reason we shouldn't have gotten that moment either in this battle royale or at some other point in evolution we should have been able to have that moment in, in the ring at some point right. there's no reason to have bianca belair there and not have her in the ring that just doesn't make any sense to me knowing she was there and you didn't put her in the ring why would you do that that just makes no sense to me well the next group of people who did get their chance in the ring were the riot squad as they faced off against natalia sasha banks and bailey natalia sasha banks and bailey ended up getting the victory as sasha banks got to hit a tribute frog splash to her idol eddie guerrero so I'll start with Miss V. What did you think about uh, Sasha, Natty, and Bailey getting the win over the Riot Squad? I mean, I we knew they were going to get the win. Like they weren't going to give their win to the Riot Squad in this point. But 
personally, I like wish this feud would end and we would see something else because we have seen these girls wrestle each other every week on Raw for like the last two months. Um, but it was a good match. I mean, it was a lot of botches. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the girls were just overly excited or overly nervous. Um, but there was a lot of botches in the match and they tried to overcome them. And I think they did, but, um, it definitely wasn't the sharpest match that any of the girls have ever had, um, before, but it, and especially considering they do wrestle each other every week. So you would think you'd be a little bit sharper. Um, but I mean, overall, I, I thought it, I thought it was cute that, you know, Sasha Bailey and Natty all came out with their pink and black. So they were like a legit team, uh, coming out there. Um, and like I said, they all had their moments. Uh, they all had a couple of botches, but I just think overall it was, it was like a serviceable match. It wasn't anything special, but it was, it was a good match to watch. All right. Miss Madam Lizette, I'll let you join in now. Your thoughts on Natty, Sasha and Bailey victorious over the riot squad. I kind of wanted the riot squad to win this just because like, I'm, I kind of want Hill Natty. I'm tired of her being all cute and, oh my God, I love you guys. And mm-hmm. girls are amazing. Like, I'm ready for her to just be like, I am sick of this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the I'm shit. Gonna Why is do this what, happening? <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm tired of being nice to all y'all. Yeah. Like, so I kind of wanted them to lose, but I'm okay with them winning. I hope that this means that this feud is over and we don't have to worry about this six woman tag match happening on Raw tomorrow because I'm so tired of watching that match every like every week um on the main roster. I like the fact that Natty and Bailey and Sasha were, you know, wearing matching colors and gear. That was really cute. Like Ms. V said, it made them really look like a team. Um, the Riot Squad always, you know, comes out kind of sort of matching besides Sarah. So they're also great. I notice the botches and things of that nature. And I'm not sure like if it was the nerves or what, but like this match could be clunky compared to like the matches that we've seen on the main roster and on raw. I could tell that the crowd was bored with it. And I could tell that I was personally bored with it because we have seen this match at nauseum for months. It feels like, which is why I was like, I want y'all to lose so that Natty can turn and we can turn the story into something else and we can just progress forward because I'm tired of watching the six of you guys either fight singles matches against each other or fight tag matches against each other or whatever. Like, I'm ready for this whole thing to be over. So that's kind of how I thought about it. All right, Miss Jupiter Julep, your thoughts on Natty, Sasha, and Bailey victorious at Evolution. Going in, I didn't have a pick for this match because I'd seen it so often. So what I wanted was a great match. And unfortunately, I got a decent match. So that was a little disappointing. Um, you know, because I really, really, really wanted uh, Sasha, Natty, and Bailey to look amazing because I know how much wrestling means to them and how long it has meant something to them you know from their childhood um having said that i I don't want to rehash too much of what everybody else has said but i will say that uh, this is a match where i thought if there would be a heel turn that it would happen here um i had hoped not because i think that this is a standalone event uh where 
where people who don't necessarily watch wrestling would turn their eyes toward it. Um, it's which is one of the reasons why I understand uh, why the last match was the last match. Uh, but I and so having a storyline develop, I think it might have confused some people. So I understand why the uh, a turn didn't happen, but I thought that it might uh, just to spice things up. And honestly, I thought the turn might be from Ruby, not where you would expect a Sasha or Natty or um, never Bailey. I will say this, that um, Miss uh, Madam Lizette, when you said that you wanted a heel turn from Natty, all I could think of is her going Dr. Evil and petting like two paws slowly and talking mad shit to all the girls. <laughs> that could be funny. <laughs> that could be really funny. Actually. That's what I want. Like with a pink and black background and you know, like that's, that's what I want for her. Like a little more than a cat ear, just straight up Dr. Evil. So, I'm with it. I think that's a great idea. Sounds like, it's something better than like what we're getting now. That kind of that's where I'm at with it. Sounds like Doctor No from Inspector Gadget. Oh, yes, I agree. Good, that was a good cartoon. Yeah. I just don't know if she's if she can act well enough to pull that off. But um, but that would actually be really entertaining to see her try. So maybe we need to we need to like start tweeting about that so we can get that. And get her to see that and be like, you need to become a heel that pets her. She, you know what? She would probably be all over bringing bringing two paws on the road with her and having yeah. him be a part of her her gimmick. She'd probably be all over that. But you know what? She doesn't even have to act because she can have a henchman in Tyler Breeze. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, put the put Breezango back out there since um, Fandango was just about healed because he's rehabbing oh. right now. Yeah. Make the fashion police like her henchmen, and they all get in the pink and black and fuzzies. I'm with it. <laughs> there you go. This is the Forever Young cast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. So our next match was for the NXT Women title as we had Kari Sane facing off against Shayna Baszler with the help of her friend Jasmine Duke and uh, Miss Marina Safir, Shayna Baszler becomes a two-time NXT Women's Champion as she uh, makes Kari Sane pass out to the Karabuda Clutch. So Miss Jupiter Julep, a lot of people were really impressed by this match. It's probably the match besides the May Young Classic Final that had the least amount of buzz coming into it at least for the people who just watch raw and smackdown mm-hmm. so your thoughts on Shayna baszler recapturing the NFT I was, women's title yeah yeah um this was a match i was all about uh in in terms outside of becky v charlotte that had my emotions on a roller coaster i think i we chatted y'all and said that i have never wanted to call women other names on public spaces, aka Twitter, in my life, the way I wanted to. Um, Jessamine Duke, and what's the other lady's name? Uh, Marina Shafir. Yeah, and um, it was great in terms of character work and the introduction of them. I, the fact that uh, Kari did not tap but was choked out. 
Um, I like the pacing of the match. I like the brutality match. I like the offense of it. Uh, I think we got a comment early on in this um, project where someone asked us what we if we had an issue with MMA wrestlers becoming um, MMA uh, competitors becoming professional wrestlers. And the answer is no. I think that the issue that I had with um, the use of the four horse women is that now you have two four horse women in one faction, um, not one faction, but in one company. And I think that it lacks imagination. I think that it lacks, it, it doesn't give justice to either faction at all. And I understand that they call themselves the four horse women of MMA and now they're coming over there. So I think that they should have come up with a different name, um, especially since they have one established and the one that was already established had legacy of a, a daughter of a, a four horseman. Um, but that aside, I will say that Shayna Baszler, I think, has improved tremendously since I first was introduced to her in the Mae Young Classic 1. And I'm interested to see what the second reign in NXT will do and how long she will be able to keep that belt. Um, and if it will uh, accentuate or, or accelerate, I should say, her call up to the main roster. All right. Miss Madam Lizette, your thoughts on Kari Singh coming up short in her title defense against Shayna Baszler. So I think this is probably my favorite match outside of Becky and Charlotte. And I liked it up until the uh, Jasmine Duke and them got involved. I felt like Shayna could have won and everything and it would have been perfectly okay. But um, Jasmine and her and, and Marina getting involved, I was just like, well, is it time for that? Because I don't even think those girls have been on NXT yet. Yeah. So... <laughs> Like, even your NXT crowd is looking like, I don't really know who they are. Yes, they are doing house shows. And I know that they're doing house shows. But, like, to people who watch just what's on the network for NXT, we've never seen them in the ring. And, yeah, we see them in all the pay-per-views. We saw them at the Mae Young Classic. We know what they're supposed to be. For the four horsewomen of the MMA... They we don't we don't we don't really have a feeling about them. And so I don't know if it was necessary to involve them in the match. What I wanted to happen, which I predicted last week, was that Shayna was gonna lose and then she was gonna help Rhonda beat the Bellas and we're gonna get like a tag match out of that. And we didn't get that, and I guess that's yeah. okay. Um, but I guess when we watch NXT this week, there the girls are gonna debut. That's what I'm hoping is gonna happen. Because that doesn't happen, then it's kind of like, all right. Why do we do what this? Yeah. What was the point in all of this? And they're still not going to be on the sh- on the network where I can watch them and see what they're doing, or if they can go in the ring or whatever. Like if they're supposed to be a faction of some sort, like the Riot Squad and Absolution, I need to be able to see them on television, not just like at pay per views. Also, ahead, we almost took a like a complete hill to the face. Mm-hmm. When Kyrie sang through, um, when they threw into the crowd, like she got up real quick, but I was like, oh, my girl almost died. I did not appreciate that at all. <laughs> like, Poe Binky. She was like, wait, 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 late. I'm taking like five or six steps back. I don't even think she went back to her seat until she was sure, like, they were done with whatever they were doing. But outside of that, I thought the match was good. Shayna has improved, and not only has she improved in the ring, she's also improved on the mic. She's improved in taking her bump. She's not as stiff as she was on the NYC. And if you listen to the Rassel class, 
You have heard me say, like, I don't like this girl. She's grown on me, and I will admit that she's grown on me. I don't still don't like her 100%, but I can recognize growth, and I can give props when growth is shown. So props to Shayna, props to Kyrie. I guess, you know, we're going to get Kyrie and EO later and not as soon as I was hoping, and that's okay. All right. Well, Miss V, I'll let you get the final word on the NXT Championship match. Yeah, so it's I pretty much have the same opinion the other two girls have. Um, I did not see the need to have the other two women from the horsewomen jump into this match. I mean, I guess it's it was a storytelling function, and I, as, if there's no payoff from it going forward, and if we don't see these two girls next week, or at least within the next two weeks or so, then it's like, what was the whole point of all of that? Um, I will say this about Shayna. I was not on board with Shayna. I did not like her because I just, she was stiff. She, uh, she was boring to me. Uh, she wasn't believable in the ring to me, but I will say this. She has taken the trajectory that Ronda Rousey should have had. They should have sent Ronda Rousey to NXT. I do not believe she should have went straight to the main roster. Um, if you can send people like Matt Riddle and Samoa Joe and, um, guys like that to uh, to NXT to get them to learn how to do wrestling the WWE way, then you could send Ronda Rousey, even though she was such a big name, to w- to, to NXT. And the reason I say that is because Shayna started out so stiff and so awkward and so not believable, and now you've seen her take the time in those smaller shows and learn how to work a ring, learn how to work her opponent, and learn how to actually work a match and to work, do promos and that kind of stuff. And it shows and she's believable. And so now when she walks to the ring, I don't see someone cheeseballing like Rhonda does. Because Rhonda literally has two faces. She's either cheeseballing because she's just so excited that people know who she is. And then she's, and then she's got the angry face like, oh, I got to turn it on. It's fake. But Shayna is believable now and I actually and so I look forward to seeing like where her where she's going to go after this and I look forward and I don't I'm not at a point where I'm like oh I don't want to see any of her matches I actually would enjoy seeing her her matches in the future now because I've seen her grow and seen her learn how to do this um the match with Carrie I think was or Kyrie was a was actually pretty good and I I didn't they didn't need to have any interference but um I'm wondering if they'll set up something with because the WWE likes to pair up people. So let's see if they, if, if you know, Kyrie's going to get someone to help her out um, now that, you know, it's kind of like she got beat up by, by three people instead of just having to face one person. So we'll see how this goes in the future, but who knows? All right. Next up we had for the SmackDown women's title, the very first ever last women's standing match between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Becky Lynch retains after she powerbombed Charlotte off the apron through a table and Charlotte could not answer the 10 count. So this was, I think everybody would say their match of the night pretty much or the match that they were looking the most forward to once this was announced on the card. So, Miss Mademoiselle, I'll let you start this time. What do you think about Becky Lynch retaining over Charlotte? I'm so proud of Becky. 
I am just so very proud of Becky. She is fully embraced Hill life. Like I remember her NXT Hill run and I did not like it. I just didn't find it to be believable. But this one, this one is perfect. This one's everything. And she and Charlotte like beat each other mercilessly and I stand. And then even the, like the fact that when Charlotte put Becky to the table it didn't work and then she put her back on the table to make sure she went through it. All of that, like, we're going to get this spot. It don't matter. Like, we got time, we're going to get this spot. This was one of my favorite matches. It did, like, make me cringe, but kind of in a good way. And those ladies show that they can be as aggressive and as brutal and as hard as the guys are when they're doing, you know, TLC and you know, putting each other through tables and doing last woman standing or last man standing matches and everything. So I thought that they did a good job. Yes, there were like some botches here and there, but I think that kind of comes when you're including all of these different um, objects and trying to get all these spots in. But I love the fact that Becky and Charlotte took it all the way. And I really, at the end, thought that Charlotte was actually injured because she was just looking like her whole body was broke down and then she was just like, I'm so tired. And Becky winning and solidifying herself as number one on SmackDown and the number one heel, like female heel figure on SmackDown was really important, even though fans cheer her and I cheer her because I love her. I think that this was good for her and I hope that they build on this momentum and you know make this a long run because Becky deserves it she built that women's division up when they drafted her to Smackdown Live and they did the brand split and she spent a year losing and losing and losing and losing so now it just feels really good to watch her win and good match ladies like really good match for me all right Ms. V your thoughts on Becky pertaining her Smackdown women's title over Charlotte Flair um, I'm gonna get to that one second, but ladies, you guys have to go to Naomi's uh, Instagram account. They really must be setting up this tag team thing because she and uh, Asuka now have matching gear, like completely matching. Yeah, yeah it's I, actually really cute. I saw it earlier this earlier today, and I was like, "Hmm, it's cute. It's very yeah. very cute." Yeah, like they're going all in with it. So even the hair is matching too. So I'm like, okay, they might be really doing something there. Um, anyway, back to the point. Uh, no, I I stand Becky. Like, Becky is the heel that we deserve. She's the heel that people say Alexa is. Like, she really owns that. Like, I I enjoy everything that she does. Um, I think she, like, she's from everything she's doing on social media to everything that she's doing in the ring. Like, it's perfect. Um, and and uh and uh charlotte is like the perfect foil for her like charlotte they like because they put on great matches and you know they're really friends behind the scenes so you know they can really go places that they might not be able to go with other people because they trust each other and they have that respect so it gives us the opportunity to see some really really cool stuff um the match was yeah the match was probably one of the more brutal women's matches i think that we've ever seen um, even with all the, the, the ladders matches and stuff in, that we've had in the past, like these two girls really went at it with one another and 
I was really surprised by a lot of stuff. I know, like, as we were watching, I think I was uh, tweeting you guys or, or talking to you guys on our other chat that, you know, when the tables don't break, it's always super awkward and it's really hard to watch. But I really, really appreciated that they were like, we're going to make this work. We are here to put on the show. So we are going to set these tables back up and we are going to do this and we're going to have the best match of the night. And we're going to show that we should have been the ones headlining this match. I don't care if we don't have a have a reality show or if we don't have, you know, fans who watch us from MMA. We're going to show you guys why we are the evolution. We are the ones that should be headlining this show. This is who you should be paying to come see. And they showed that 100%. So I was 100% on board with it. And I'm excited to see where else they go. Um, I'm even more excited now at the end to kind of see Becky... Well, I don't even know if I'm excited to see Becky and Ronda, but I'm excited to see Becky. Real, it, it might be difficult because if Ronda can't up her game, it might be a weird match. But um, I'm excited to see what what happens with Becky going forward. All right, Miss Jupiter Julep, your thoughts on Becky being the fan favorite, even though they are trying to say that she's the most dastardly of all heels and retaining her title. All right, babies, cover your ears. I'm going to frame it in the way that Becky Lynch would, and that is that she is a motherfucking man. She is. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, hashtag the man. I love it. Um, since I'm framing it in a man's um, focus, I will say that this rivalry, um, to kind of go with what Miss V said, because Becky and Charlotte are friends, in real life, I see the trust that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have. And so I am hoping that their rivalry takes on that same type of um, trilogy, or is it like a four peat at this point? But like having Becky be that type of a heel and to and for the two of them to go to those places and brutality and storytelling and saying that you know this is kind of what i want most storylines to be is to say you know what i deserve this belt i want this belt you ain't got it and um and i'm gonna put everything on the line instead of i'm angry or she's pretty or she had better opportunity like that's the only thing that women can be upset about really um, so I'm glad that that it is literally about opportunity and chance and uh, who is better. And they're going and seeing that. And I'm um, also hoping that this is a harbinger for what Samoa Joe can be in the future, like taking all those L's, but being consistent and being there. And hopefully this means that he next year, uh, since we're in November, talking about January, can start winning matches and we can finally have him as champion as well. But Becky is the man. All right. So we'll move into the Raw Women's title match as Ronda Rousey successfully defended her title against Nikki Bella. So Nikki Bella taps out. Um, we'll have Miss Jupiter Julep. We'll have you start with your thoughts on Ronda Rousey retaining the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going to be really quick on this. Um <laughs> It is what we thought would happen. It is what only could happen. And it happened. All right. Let me tag somebody else in. <laughs> All right. Miss Madam Lizette, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the Raw Women's title match? Um, <laughs> I thought it could be better. 
I'm okay with the Bellas using their twin powers and twin magic throughout the match to like knock Ronda off her game. It was nice to kind of see Ronda be vulnerable um, because she couldn't. Nikki kind of controlled the pace of the match for a large part of it, especially when Brie would get involved. So I think that was a good look. I've been listening and watching people say that Ronda is sloppy. And while I understand it, I also think that we beat Ronda up for the fact that she moved so quickly. But my best friend and I were talking about this. And we have to realize Rhonda is used to throwing bitches. Like she is used to using her speed to her advantage to chunk women across an octagon with no thought of, oh my God, she's going to get hurt. And it's really hard to come out of that mode of thinking when coming to the WWE. So do I feel like Rhonda is sloppy because she is so fast? And yes, she's a detriment to the women that she's in the ring with because she can hurt them. Yes. But I also register the fact that like she's been in WWE ring for what, five or six months now. She's had a handful of matches and hope and each match she gets a little bit better at protecting the women that she's in the ring with and trying to slow down. But when you've been going at one speed for so long and that's the speed that's made you successful, it's really hard to slow that down when you change like professions in a way, but you're still fighting. So I recognize Rhonda's flaws, but I also feel like she can get better and she will get better. I think that she should have probably started NXT and worked her way up. Yes. But she didn't get that opportunity. So we're having to watch her growing pains on national television every day and in every pay-per-view instead of like watching her growing pains on NXT at a takeover show, at a house show, and, you know, just going, oh, well, she'll get better or she'll improve like we do with Shayna Baszler. That's what I got. All right. Miss V, you'll get the last word on the Raw Women's title match. Um, that match was what we thought that match was going to be. Um, it was actually hard for me to watch because of Ronda's sloppiness and Nikki's sloppiness. I was like the entire time I was like, oh, my God, Nikki's neck, Nikki's neck, Nikki's neck. Like, especially knowing that Alexa Bliss was not wrestling that night because Ronda tossed her across the ring and gave her a concussion. I personally thought it was I get why they put the two of them together for that match. But for the health of your wrestlers, I felt like that was the dumbest thing ever. Because why would you put somebody who has a possible career neck in, in like ending uh, a career ending neck injury in a ring with somebody who's not the safest person who does have a career of breaking people's arms and tossing people across an octagon? I just don't know if I would have done that um, to try and protect my wrestlers. But what do I know? Um, I just. Like, I try, like, I get what you're saying, um, Madam Lizette. Like, I get trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because she she's coming from that world, but she's not the first MMA person to come from that world to come into wrestling. And it just seems that she's not as, she's not attempting to try and be as safe as the other ones are. So it's just, for me, it was just like, okay. And then I think I think it was harder to even watch it too coming after Becky and Charlotte's match, which tore the house down. And then you gotta bring the Bellas and, and Ronda Rousey in after that. To me it was just kinda like, okay, well I guess I gotta watch this now. So it was just it was just kind of there. It was 
I could have done without it. I didn't really need it. We all knew that Ronda was going to win. There was no way that Nikki was going to come, was going to leave with that, with the belt. But at the same time, it's like, do I have to watch this again now? Like, do I have to have a rematch? Because I personally really don't want to see that. But, you know, what, what do I know? Now it's time for the main event as far as this podcast is concerned. As Tony Storm faced off against Io Shirai in the 2018 May Young Classic final. Both women battle on the apron. Tony hits a headbutt and a German suplex on the apron. Back in the ring, Tony covers and she gets a two count. Tony follows up with forearm strikes, but Io Shirai answers back as they trade punches in the center of the ring. Io fires up and she pummels Tony. She hits some palm strikes and then she runs into a lariat from Tony. Tony hits the Storm Zero, but Io kicks out at two. Io rolls to the apron. She stuns Tony off the ropes and she follows up with the 619. We get the Springboard Sunset Flip from Io and we get a two count. Io follows up with the double knees. She heads up top. But the moonsault is countered when Tony Storm gets her knees up. Tony Storm then hits Storm Zero, makes the pin, gets the three count, and Tony Storm is the 2018 May Young Classic winner. Boo! Sorry. <laughs> I mean, wow. <sighs> Well, I think we gotta let Dawn like have his victory lap, and then we can talk. Yeah, Dawn, go ahead and cheer your girl on. Yeah, go ahead. Put your cape on. Just a, a a great finals. Uh, another great showcase. Tony Storm digging deep, putting forth her best match of the tournament. EO's best match of the tournament. Exactly what you want out of a tournament to have your best match be in the finals. Hard fought victory for Tony Storm. So. She was my pick when the event started. I'm glad that it turned out that she was the pick when the event ended. And I couldn't have been any happier. And, you know, thank you, WWE. Good performance, Tony Storm. EO Shirai as well. So I was happy and uh, did the Barry Horowitz as I was patting my own self on the back for calling and predicting that Tony Storm would be victorious in this year's May Young Classic. Now, I'll let the ladies form the shield so they can power bomb me through whatever tables they like. So, we'll start with Miss Jupiter Julep. Oh, wow. You gave us permission to power bomb you. Ladies, did we need permission? No. No. <laughs> well, we can start with that. Um, you, yes, you have been Tony Storm's fan from day one. But you didn't just pick her by yourself last week. I said that you but she doesn't deserve to win. She had a decent match. She did. Um, she did look better than what she did uh, throughout the rest of the tournament. And I'm going to echo the issue that I had before, which is she lazily advanced through this tournament and advanced over women who left their heart on in the match and in, in, in the ring. And really wanted it. And I didn't really see it. Although they, the, the announcers told me that this is what she really wanted. And you know, and when she doesn't want this, she's rocking for Jesus. All right, that's great. But um, I wanted something a little bit more with this match. 
Um, I do believe uh, it was Miss V who said, and both in you too, Madame Lizette, who said that there were some, um, there were times like, oh, wow, the match is over. This was one of those matches where uh, I didn't expect it to end when it ended. So it felt incomplete to me. So I'm going to say that I was, I was left a little unsatisfied with the conclusion of the Mae Young Classic. I wanted a little bit more from both competitors for the storytelling of the ring of the match and a better conclusion for the tournament as a whole. All right, Miss V, your thoughts on Tony Storm being victorious in this year's May Young Classic? Yeah, my reaction is the same one that Rhea Ripley had in the crowd. Slow clap. It is what it is. Like Rhea was perfect. She looked so entertained. Yeah, like, she had the perfect reaction. She was a mood, and she like that was that's the entire mood that I have about the whole thing. Like, whatever. We all like we knew the person who should have won what wasn't going to win it. Like we knew that they were going to give this match to Tony. Like that's just we knew that was what's going to happen. But it still didn't make it suck any less when it did happen. It was just like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to clap because that's what you do after a match when somebody wins a championship. But I'm really not happy about it. Really? Um, because Roman's be getting booed. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you don't, when you're not butt hurt because your girlfriend thinks Roman Reigns is hot, you know. All right, fair so, yeah. So, um, yeah. I just, you know. It's Tony Storm. <laughs> I don't know what to say about her. I still don't get her. I still don't. I'm not like, I mean, rocking for Jesus is great. Like, if you don't know what tuna fish is because it's a chicken of the sea, like, I <laughs> get that reference. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I just don't get her. <laughs> so, you know, what a, the match was like, okay, it wasn't like the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was saying it was gonna be because everybody's like, Oh my god, you have apparently the Chris Jericho of the female division and Tony Storm, and then you've got EO, who's like one of the best wrestlers ever. It was supposed to be an amazing match, and it was just kind of it was like, Okay, girl, they both got their spots off, but that's it. It felt they didn't have good chemistry at all, it felt at flat. All. Yeah, and the crowd fell flat. I think this is one of the lulls of the of the uh, entire pay per view. I would agree. Madam Lizette, your thoughts on Tony Storm it's defeating Yoshi So I didn't like this match at all. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. It just it fell <laughs> flat for me. Um, I think that Tony like showcased what she could do in the ring, and I think that was really important for her to do. But it felt like EO's whole point of being in the match was to get her spots off. And to take an L, and the mat, the match itself felt very, very short. Like when it was over, I was like, "Well, that's it," because I felt like I looked down to like check a tweet, looked back up, and they were like one, two, three, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, how long did they even wrestle?" And then I had you know people who commented and were like, "They have better matches in Japan that are twenty, thirty, forty minutes long, like." This match was not good. So people who have seen those two ladies wrestle each other prior even felt like the match wasn't good. So 
that in itself let me know, all right, WWE, you, you put on a crap of a match for the finale of the Mae Young Classic, and that is really not fair. Me and Rhea, I, Rhea, I'm very happy for you clapping, but I wouldn't even clap. I'd have been like, that's ah, all right. Because it, it just wasn't good. It just didn't. I was so geeked for it, and I was so excited for it because I was like, maybe, you know, EO is going to pull even more out of Tony. And we're going to get like a great match out of these two ladies and it's going to be aggressive and they're going to give us what we kind of been getting from them in the Mae Young Classic all the way up to this point. And it just fell flat compared to what I had seen. I'm, I'm going to say this again, but Mako versus Mercedes was one of the best matches. And at this point, since we're done. It was the best match of the entire sh- tournament. And it was in your second, your what, first or second round. And that's ridiculous, WWE. Like, they should have showcased themselves more. They should have done a better job. And it should have just been a better match. And I don't understand why it wasn't. And, like, for Sarah and them to come out and present the award, I'm looking at Sarah like, girl, I know you can put on better match. I know you can help these ladies put on better matches than this. So, I don't understand why we got this. This just didn't feel satisfying for something that, you know, we've been tracking since the beginning, you know, eight or nine weeks of us watching this and being, you know, invested in these wrestlers, especially being invested in EO and even in our bashing of Tony. Yes, Tony was better this week or in this match, but it still was just like, I still never got to the Tony that I like really, really enjoyed and like from last season or, you know, it just it just wasn't good. It didn't do it for me, and I'm really disappointed that it wasn't. Oh, just as a, uh, I'm pulling an Anwar Starwind, and according to Wikipedia, the match was 10 minutes and 20 seconds, and it was the shortest match on the card. That's interesting. And that doesn't make any sense because you announce the fact that they have a 20-minute or a 30-minute time limit when you announce, when they go through the introductions of what they're doing for the Mayan Classic. So why are you only giving them 10 minutes to wrestle? That just doesn't make any sense, WWE. Let these women go. Mm-hmm. Like, once again, you in, you put in all these vignettes when you could have just had 20-minute, 30-minute long matches that felt important, that mattered, that the crowd could get invested in. And that could really showcase the women's talent. I think that that just doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, can and, we can we talk about the fact that they booked this show so like poorly? They forgot yes. that they couldn't have uh, the women's uh, NXT UK match because they didn't actually have the championship, so they couldn't actually show it on on the pay per view. But Rhea Ripley actually did wrestle that night, so they. I'm just like, how do you botch that so bad? That you promote that you're going to have the match and then realize, oh, shit, we've never actually had the tournament. It hasn't aired yet, so we can't actually have these women wrestle in the finale. Like, that, that's embarrassing to me. Like, that's it, a mess. I, well, I mean, but think about the booking an entire card. I mean, with the exception of Becky versus Charlotte, this is this match was the match that had the most promotion and development of any other uh, match in the evolution. So I felt like this should have been your one of your marquee matches. And it should have been given more time to develop. And there should have been, without a doubt, um, me going around like, you know what? We powerbombed Tony Storm a few times, but gosh darn it. 
let me put on my Don DeLorente glasses and say she gave us the bestest star match that we could have asked for. And it didn't happen. EO put on her spots, but even EO, and I'm Captain EO, didn't give me what I was hoping to give. So for someone who did not watch the Mayon Classic or was invested like we have been, I wanted them to go come away of saying, like, who are these two people? Like, this was an amazing match. Maybe I should go back and listen to or listen to us or listen or watch the Mae Young Classic or be excited about next year's tournament. And I don't think any of those things happen, although I do encourage you to go back and listen to us. Yeah. And then I kind of have a, like, question, problem. Tony Storm is going to wrestle on NAC UK. So if she, if, if she does challenge Shayna Baszler at this point and everything, is she going to be on both NXT shows or because she won the Mae Young Classic, is she going to be able to challenge for either the NXT or the NXT UK belt? Because oh. you don't really do a good job of explaining that when you're like, oh, she gets to, you know, she gets to challenge the NXT champion. So whoever wins this is going to fight, you know, whoever wins out of Kyrie and Shayna. But now that at this point, NXT UK will have a title belt and that's the show that Tony's supposed to be like a marquee wrestler on. Is she going to get to pick who she gonna, she's going to wrestle or is she going to just be on both shows because that's we want to overexpose her? I got questions. <laughs> well, you know what I think is going to happen? I mean, I've been high on EO, but we all admitted that based on the last match between Eo and Rhea Ripley, it was all about Rhea Ripley. And so I think perhaps they had buyer's remorse. So Rhea Ripley is their champion. Right? Spoilers, sorry. And um, I think that what they're going to do is exile Tony over there to the UK, NXT UK. And I think that she is going to face Rhea Ripley. Okay. I mean, shows like why she shouldn't. She was given that slow clap because she's better. Yeah. I mean, she's most definitely better. Like, and I'm pretty sure she's going to dominate Tony and then still lose. So, I mean, it's going to be a waste. But um, did y'all see that Rhea Ripley dressed up like Tegan Knox for Halloween? (laughs) Okay. Look, that is a petty that I can get behind. That That right there. That is a petty I can get behind. Oh, like, I was like, I'm all in on Rhea Ripley. I'm like, she is taking this gimmick to like the moon, and I'm all on board with that. Like that is heel is life. I yeah. it is a lifestyle. Yeah, I'm all on board with it. Yeah. Well, that concludes our coverage of the May Young Classic. As again. Tony Storm is this year's winner and also our thoughts on evolution. So at this time, I'm going to open it up to the ladies for their final shout outs and thank yous. So Miss Jupiter Julep, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, I, I was going to, you know, open it up for like a discussion, but I don't think we are ready for that. My stomach can't handle it today. So I would say, Dawn, thank you so much for inviting me to come on this journey. Uh, I'm so glad that we did it, that we completed it, and that we're here, Madame Lizette, for being my for being on your day one ish with me. I so appreciate it. For Miss V, thank you for coming in and allowing us to form this shield. 
Um, and I would say Anwar being our, um, our Tito Jackson, I appreciate you as well and all of the listeners. So, you know, thank you. God bless and good night. All right, Ms. V, I'll let you go. Um, I just want to say thank you to you guys letting me come in uh, towards like the middle slash end of uh, the Forever Young cast. Um, I know I was supposed to be on at the beginning, but baseball is life. So it was a little bit crazy. So I wasn't able to do it. But thank you for letting me come in and uh, join your little shield and dump all over tony storm i will do that till the end so i'm all on board to keep doing that so uh thanks for having me guys and it's been fun all right thank you madam lizette your shout outs and thank well thank you don and jupiter for having me on i really enjoyed myself hopefully we can do this again next year if they release it the same way they did with the weekly episodes thank you miss v for joining the shield with us and fully power buying Dawn every week for like eight weeks. It was really fun and enjoyable. Um, shout out to my best friend. My best friend always gets shout outs. Shout out to Anwar for always double checking. And for coming over to the dark side. Even if it was just for one episode. I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know. Thank you to everybody who's listened. Everyone who enjoyed. Who's you know hit us up and enjoyed this. Commentating about this every week. It has been fun. I have enjoyed myself. All right, and my shout-outs and thank yous would just be to the lovely ladies who make up the shield on this podcast. It's been my pleasure each and every week to talk about the May Young Classic and on um, this episode to extend that out to Evolution, such a monumental um, event for so many women's wrestling fans. And like I said, I was just glad that we could spend a whole lot of time talking about this tournament and getting to know these ladies and hearing y'all's insight has been very informative to me and hopefully um, the same for all the listeners. So thank you to everybody who listened, everybody who used the hashtag, hashtag for young cast, everybody who um, live tweeted last week with evolution to use the hashtag China cast. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. So for my co-hosts, Madam Lizette, Miss Jupiter Julep. And Ms. V was sleep though. I'm Don Delorente, and this has been episode nine of the Forever Young Cast. Don't you-